0: What it do, DMV, It is episode 81 of Chirpin' DMV. It's another loaded local punk episode for you all. We've got three interviews coming up today. We've got Wilson Drake, host of Fire in the Hole, the hockey podcast for kids. We've got the West Potomac head coach because they're often running in the CSHL undefeated, first place in the league. And then we're going to end it with Bryce Montgomery, a local Maryland kid and defenseman for the OHL's London Knights. But before we get into all that, let's say what's up to the Bobcat. What's going on, baby? What's up, man? How we doing? How's uh how's Billman hanging in there? The COVID is the COVID is the COVID, man. It's we're probably close to a weekend now, maybe. Yeah, close well, to a weekend.
1: By the time this drops, we'll have two nights of NHL hockey back. So hopefully that'll exactly. make you feel a little
0: better. Yeah, we'll be buzzing. Sat up last night a bit, watched the Canucks and Oilers game. That was pretty interesting. Watched our guy Holtz. A lot to talk about, like we said, so but before we get into anything, what we're going to do is just kick it off right here with Wilson Drake, right off the jump, guys. Here he is. All right, guys, we now welcome on a very special guest. He's a forward for the U10 Loud Knights team and the host of the Fire in the Hole podcast. It's Wilson Drake. Wilson, what's going on, buddy? How you doing?
2: Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I've never actually been on a podcast before, but I have recorded one.
0: Yeah, you're... Your, your 11 episodes in the fire in the hole, you do it with Grady. Uh, we had Grady on actually back in season one of our show, one of our local episodes. He was talking some hockey with us. But, yeah, you got good stuff going. I heard you got some big interviews coming up. So we're just going to kind of get into it. So let's start here. What what made you want to start a podcast, man?
2: I mean, um, well, so I listen to a lot of them. Uh, but so uh, really – My mom gave me the idea. She told me uh, there aren't many hockey podcasts for kids and that's what finally put it into my head. So like I spent months kind of just preparing to start it up. Like first I was thinking of interviewing my friends first but when I finally got it started I uh, decided to interview Grady first who is now my co-host who I put in about episode five or something. So uh, yeah
1: sorry is it a one-man operation over there Wilson are you you running the show you said you got you hired Grady so you're the boss
2: yeah basically All right, you're
0: calling the shots but uh so he's the coach on the ice you're the coach off the ice
2: basically yeah
0: so you said you listen to a lot of podcasts what are you what are some of your favorite ones
2: I mean uh they're not really hockey uh because uh yeah, uh, I um, really, Children of the Force is a Star Wars podcast. I've listened okay. to that all the time since 148. Uh, they big, have big a Star lot of episodes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's What If World, which is kind of like a giant fantasy thing mm-hmm. that I haven't listened to in a while. Those are, like, the ones I listen to the most, really.
0: I noticed you didn't say Trip and DMV, so I'm going to write that down, <laughs> keep that noted. um what's the most fun what's you what's the most fun part about doing the podcast uh for you
2: Um, I don't know like uh coming around and meeting meeting people that uh getting to know more about people I've already known uh and probably just going heck and having fun (laughs)
0: love it you got anything Bob
1: yeah so this is only my second time hosting uh an episode so yeah I, was I hired Bob you. over
0: the off season. Yeah I was like, gonna see if you had
1: man. any tips for me.
2: Uh just have fun with it really actually okay there's not much.
0: See poor see poor Bob here, our last guest we had on last week, uh it was a guy that Bob used to play against and he brought up a video of him scoring on Bob. So he wasn't too happy but oh well. Uh so if you had to choose a dream guest, who would that be?
2: Uh probably Gretzky really
0: Okay, okay. Figure the
1: answer. Who's your favorite player in the league right now?
2: Um, I mean, some people would say simple answer if they know me lot, really well. Because Tom Wilson, I mean, my name is Wilson, but that's okay. not the full reason. I'm a big enforcer.
3: One oh, okay. game I got
2: the only penalty in the entire game. It was – it was uh, and the first person to go to the box in probably the league. Because we just go to the bench, really.
1: That's back-to-back tough guy, I guess. We had uh, Josh Grattan on last week, and now we got Willie here.
0: Oh, geez. So your mom's going to have a handful with you when you get to high school and you're fighting kids, huh? <laughs> Close to it. Uh, what about your favorite team? It's got to be the Caps, right?
2: Yeah, Uh
0: Do you have any, like, second favorite teams? Or do you only cheer for the Caps?
2: Um, uh, I cheer for a lot of teams. I'll only cheer for the Flyers if they're against Pittsburgh. Fair but, enough. Um, I, uh, Tampa Bay is what I'd call my second favorite, really.
1: Well, Jeff Halpern, that's a good one. He's yeah, a, Jeff Halpern. He's a D.C. guy.
0: Captain. He's one of their coaches. Yep. So your mom was telling me you got a tournament this weekend, and yeah. you're playing a lot of your rivals. So I want to yeah. know what's the team you hate the most? <laughs> Who's oh, your biggest or rival? like the least. Like the least. Uh, now, you don't get to use the H word, but.
2: I <laughs> Probably say Frederick. Frederick? Uh, yeah. Why's that? Uh Freeze is just a big powerhouse. And they they put a lot of penalties on us. Okay. And uh one one time, one weekend, we've had one person draw a lot of penalties. I think some were from Frederick. I don't really know for sure uh but uh yeah three of my teammates actually came from there but uh I'm good friends with them now one of them
1: so uh did you see that um tweet from 2011 about Trevor Zegras
2: uh no because that was the year I was born
1: (laughs) yeah so he was just in the world juniors and somebody tweeted about him uh 10 years ago saying this kid's gonna be a stud watch out for him so do we need to send out a Wilson Drake's going to be a stud. Watch out for him. Tweet here, coach.
0: <laughs> we can send it if you want. Just let yeah. us know, Wilson. We'll time, send it out.
1: Time stamp it now so we uh, we're right in the future.
0: So, like I said, we talked about the tournament this weekend. We talked about your rivals. You play for the Loud Knights. You've always played for them, right? Or have you played for anybody no, else? No, uh,
2: these are actually a new organization. They started in right. nineteen. Uh, so I was playing for Ashburn up until. Um, I didn't make the team, and but um, yeah, I played for them, and then I didn't uh, make the team, and so uh, a lot of my friends went over to ION because they didn't make it either, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I had a late tryout because it took me a while to decide, but a lot of the players did, so um, yeah, I, joined, I got in there. We started out as the enforcers, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. and that was the whole team for my last season of Mites. And, um, yeah, well, we were actually really, really good. Our top team, we won, uh, two tournaments and our biggest rival was, uh, the Reston Raiders. Uh, so the first time we played them, we actually tied them like six, six, and then we beat them the second time at the end of the tournament for the championship, like seven, five. And, uh, then the next, and then we played them again in another tournament. First game, they won that one. And then the championship, uh, they beat us. So that's a, yeah. And then, well, the second championship was against a New York team down in mm-hmm. um, like a Jersey or a Pennsylvania tournament. I'm pretty sure Pennsylvania. Uh, so, yeah, we versed them. Uh, we versed them twice. We always versed the teams twice, really, because there's only four in the division. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, we won, like, the first one, like, 8-3 or something. Nice. But, uh, and then we won the next one. But, uh, so, here's a funny hockey story. But, uh, so, I was getting ready, uh, and I had to go to the bathroom before. I had already had my skate skates on, and the skate guard fell off, mm. and the bathroom floor was concrete. Ugh. So, I was slipping on that skate for the whole game.
0: Yeah, that'll chew up your blade right there, and then you can't catch an edge or anything. Uh, Have you ever played the Bowie Bruins?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: Are they your rivals? Wait,
2: uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I played them.
0: Any bad things to say about them? I hope not, because me and Bobby are former Bowie Bruins.
2: (laughs) No, because I only versed them once. (laughs) I
0: think
1: I was done playing for the Bruins the year Mm -hmm. he was
0: born. In
1: 11? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that might make sense. Yeah, because I like finished. Graduated in 2010. 2010. Yeah. Yeah, finished with the Bruins in 11. So we're going to allow you real quick, because like you said, we, we had Grady on before. He's a real good friend of ours as well. Um, and since he's not on here with you, we're, we're going to let you chirp him once. You can chirp Grady if you want. So you have bad hands. Bad hands. Sometimes he falls when he skates, trips over the blue line. Ugly skater, maybe.
2: <laughs> Ugly skates.
0: Ugly, ugly skates, skates.
2: they're oh. really old they're his pals that he doesn't even mind if he steps on concrete with
0: those. oh, oh no. man they're so you mentioned a really couple you love it so you mentioned a couple championships uh, that you've won what's been your favorite uh hockey moment of your career so far <laughs> your young career so far
2: i i really don't know it's just a really fun game I. I can't pick if I had to pick one moment, it's probably the first official tournament that I've won, which was the enforcer one where I talked about uh, winning against Dresden. Right, might be if I had to choose one, but it's just a really fun game. And uh, so, yeah,
0: love that. Bob, Uh, so you
1: give your guests stickers. Could we arrange a sticker swap? Perhaps we do have stickers.
2: Yeah. Have yeah. And speaking of guests, uh, maybe you guys would like to pop on my podcast sometime.
0: Oh, uh, we'd love to, man. We'd for love sure. to have a good time. <clears throat> so, Bob did his homework. So, I got one more question for you. Uh, this is my last one. So, is there a certain player? You said you were kind of an enforcer. Um, so, you're, this might be an easy answer for you, but is there a certain player in the NHL that you kind of try to style your game off of? Like, hey, I want to play just like Tom Wilson plays, or play just like Nick Baxter plays?
2: No, actually, I just go my own way. Just,
0: Love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't, love it. I, I don't follow off of anyone. I'm more of a mix of people. I'm not one.
0: Swiss Army Knife. You got to love having that on your team. Love it. Bob, you got anything else for him? That's it for me. Love awesome it. meeting you, buddy. Yeah, Wilson, we really appreciate you coming on, man. We enjoy talking to you, and if you guys don't, Go follow Fire in the Whole Hockey on Instagram, correct? Is that the, is that the at? Uh,
2: firing, yeah, Fire in the Whole Hockey on Instagram,
0: yeah. Yep. Go follow Fire in the Whole Hockey on Instagram. Go download, listen, and subscribe. Facebook. Give them five stars. Facebook as well, so go listen. Uh, anything else you want to say, Wilson, before we get going?
2: Uh, No, just thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, see you again sometime. Yeah, uh, good
1: luck the rest of the year, buddy.
0: All right. Thanks again to Wilson Drake for popping on. Awesome kid. Go listen to his show. It's yeah. He was good stuff. He was good stuff. Uh, He had some,
1: he, he was quick, man. If I tried, I tried to say you caught the the tweet thing. I mentioned to him. He shot me
0: down right away. Oh yeah. He's like, dude, I was born in 2011. Why would I see a tweet from 2011? (laughs) Whatever, man. It blew up last week. I thought maybe he was on top of it,
1: Whatever. Maybe Good interview. Not,
0: not checking his twitter account but yeah great interview can't wait to uh go on his so let's start with high school stuff guys let's start with the nvshl norse division leader riverside extended their lead in the standings by five points albeit uh independence below them has two less games played <clears throat> but they took care of business they beat loudon county four to one they got contribution from seven different players registering a point uh led by jack gilda with a goal in an apple brayer Woods, they stay undefeated and atop that tightly contested Smythe division. They kind of throttle John Camp Lightridge 10 to nothing uh, thanks to a Hattie there from Connor Node and a shutout by Ryan Vinesco. McLean, they get much-needed win over PBI with a convincing 10-0 win led by a 3-2-5 and outing by Logan Hay and a shutout by the Brick Wall himself, uh, William Scherer. And one last game to go over here, a massive game. Tonight, Friday night, guys, Kettle Run at Yorktown, both at seven games played and separated by one point. Winner of that will jump in the first place and possible tie uh, for first if Battlefield can pick up a win on the road versus Falkwire Heights. Any thoughts there, Bob? We got some We got some heavy NVSHL action popping off here. Uh, coming down to the end of the season, that game's got huge implications postseason-wise, so uh, huge game Friday night. Each game Friday night. Uh, but like we mentioned, though, it's it's, it's a one-point one battle there. But if Battlefield does pick up a win on the road versus Fockewara Highlands, though, it's, it, it could be that tie for first place. So let's quickly go over some leaders in the NVSHL. Uh, Jonathan Reiser, right? Reiser, maybe? He leads the state in points and assists at 30 and 13, respectively. He's out of Stonebridge High. Also from Stonebridge is the leading goal-getter in Brandon Brooks at 21 in just seven games. How's that? Uh, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, I, um, I led the state in assists my senior year, just, just to let everybody know. Not a bad accomplishment. How long ago was that? Uh, 10, 20 years. No, not 10, 20. 10, 11 years ago, I should Start, say. 10-year <laughs> jump between both of them. Uh, looking at attendees, Madison's Jake fan with three shutouts and a .75 goals against average. He's led in three goals this year in five games. Uh, yeah, I would anticipate him You know, probably keeping that level up. He probably can't do it all season, but if they're going to continue to ride him, keep him in. Right. And then guys, just remember all stats are pulled off the respective league website. So don't come bitching at us. Uh, if they're wrong, call the website guy and complain. All right. So two games kicked off last Friday in the Monacase Valley. Frederick County, 8-7. Barnburner? Is it Barnburner? It's still 8-7. Yeah. 8-7. Uh, Frederick County tops Middleton and Carroll County drops a 2-5 to contest to Urbana. Uh, like we said, Bob, two Monacase Valley teams there. How's, how's the standings looking over there in that conference?
1: Oakdale, 12 points there in first place. Washington County, eight points tied with Urbana and Frederick County there. Um, Frederick County has seven games played. Carroll County, four points. Middletown, two, and Walkersville, 0 for on the year so far.
0: Yeah, and Urbana picked up another one Monday this week, 6 nothing beating Middleton. Urbana or ban uh, or bond. And then Wednesday, the Swamp Kings beat Athleton, 10 4 Glenelg. They win a barn burner 7 against Marriott's Ridge River Hill beats Mount Hebron nine to three. But Bob, tell us about this Glenelg and Marriott's Ridge. This is that rivalry every year that seemingly is usually two of the top teams in the state.
1: Yeah. I mean, Glenelg is still undefeated on the year. Knock on wood, nine games, nine wins, 18 points. Marriott's Ridge, um, second place, but three wins back at least to tie at this point. So, that's probably going to be a, a two-horse race down at the end, but Swamp Kings, 10, River Hill, 6, uh, Mount Hebron, 4 points. The Wolves, 6 points. Sorry, went out of order there. And Athleton, 0 for 8 so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it kind of helps with Glenelg when they have Carson Stickley, who's got 12, 15, and 27 in eight games played, and Tommy Tracy with 12, 13, and 25 in six games played. So he's averaging at a – he's running at a 4.17 clip a game. Not bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're in
1: the – championship conversation every year
0: all right lastly here the capital scholastic hockey league cshl last friday friday night ice big one five games it was lake braddock six nothing over woodbridge tc williams six three over ireton colgan seven six over robertson uh wt woodson and hayfield skates with three three tie and west potomac takes down uh washington liberty six to two bob so
1: standing-wise, we've got West Poe still in first place, 14 points, seven games, seven wins. T.C. Williams right behind them, followed by Washington, Liberty, W.T. Woodson, Hayfield, South County, and then Bishop Ayrton in last place. But um, after talking to Coach McCullough, it sounds like they're starting to play some more games here. So who knows what's going to happen. Um, but right now, West Poe being the leader in the North Division. Um, South, got the two Woodbridge teams with this at eight points, eight points um colgan seven points lake braddock slash fairfax five forest park hilton fort and robinson last place in the south division with two points
0: love it so we might as well kick it right over to him, guys. Right now, the head coach of the West Potomac hockey team, undefeated, top of the league, Coach Brian McCullough. There
3: we go, boys. Hey, boys. Come on, boys.
4: Let's go, boys. Come on, boys. go, boys. Foot on the gas, boys. Foot on the gas. All
0: right, guys. We now welcome on the head coach of the undefeated, sitting at the top of the standing, 7-0 and in the Capital Scholastic Hockey League, West Potomac head coach, Brian McCullough. How you doing,
3: coach? I'm great. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Thanks for coming on. So we we had you on. We wanted to have you on because you guys are having a hell of a season so far, and it's it's a big upgrade from last year. I mean, obviously, looking at the standings last year, you guys finished five, four, and one. Uh, just looking at it from a regular season standpoint, what's what's been the difference this year
3: so far? Uh, we, you know, it's hard to say. We, we but you know, I think we have a, a really balanced lineup. You know, often, in in high school hockey, you have. You know, you have a line or two that are, you know, that are, are your stronger lines and then and then you're not so strong lines. And and this year, you know, our, our whole lineup, we're getting scoring from our first line all the way to our third line um, and uh, every game. And and that's I think has been certainly one of the, the big keys to our success so far.
0: Well, that's a luxury, too. You said you're running three lines. Are you are running three full lines each game. You have the numbers to do that
3: we when 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 they all show yeah when they're all available I mean with one exception we had a we had a tough game right before uh right before Christmas where we had you know people few people traveling and uh and it was a short bench even I wasn't there because that was actually it was the day I was moving right um and uh we I think we had uh one less than two lines for that game but otherwise we usually have close to three lines you know maybe not we, we haven't had a full 15 um skater bench yet but Um, Generally, we have three forward lines and uh, and four or five defensemen most games, so that's been helpful.
1: So, who are some of the guys? um, I mean, we can see on obviously the website here. It looks like the Cahill brothers, I assume. Yeah. Sheehan, but who are who are some of these guys? Are they younger kids? Are they returning players?
3: You know, it's it. You know, and you know, I think again, that's been one of the keys. It's it's a mix of everything you said. You know Jack Cahill's been a, a great player on our team for for he's he's a senior this year, um, so all the years he's played with us um, has has been a you know great contributor. But he's really stepped up in his senior year. He's our captain this year, um, and uh, you know really made a commitment to trying to be successful. Um, I would say in in seasons past he's got into a little bit of a penalty trouble, um, but. <laughs> You know, at the beginning of this year, he 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 approached me and said, "Hey, coach, that's behind me. I'm you know I'm really focused on have us having a good season. Hope we do well." And and you know, really, he's 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 shown it on the ice. He said, "You know, only a couple penalties all season. You know, he's one of our top scores. Um, his younger brother is a sophomore, um, and you know, is really showing some maturity. You know, going from his freshman year last year where he he did well, but has made a big step um, in his in his sophomore year with a little more confidence." And then you, you mentioned Maddox Sheehan, who's a freshman, um, who's you know been absolutely lighting it up. You know, one of our top scores as a freshman is a, you know, nice luxury as a coach.
0: So yeah, you love to see that. I mean, I'm looking at the website here at St. Jack Cahill's got 244 penalty minutes, but
3: that's obviously wrong. But um, what yeah. about
0: is that is that so is that your is that your top line right there? those three skate together, the Cahills and Sheehan?
3: They they don't. You know, Jack's a defenseman. Um, so okay. Maddox and and uh and Will Cahill, the young, the young Cahill, we, we call him, um, play on the same line. Uh, and Jack plays defense, so obviously he plays with, you know, just about everybody on the, on the forward lines, depending on who's out when. Um, so, but yeah, the two of them, Maddox and, and Will, usually have played on the same line and uh, done really well together.
0: Love it. So you mentioned those guys. Obviously, that's to say if I'm another team and if I'm the T.C. Williams coach, say, and I'm scouting you guys, I'm obviously checking those three names off the list, covering them. But who were some underrated kind of low key guys that can change a game on your team? You
3: know, we've got yeah, underrated. You know, there's we, we have such a consistent lineup. I mean, everybody on the, on the, on the ice can score, you know, Turner Joy, Kai Phipps, you know, JR Dunn. Um, some of our some of our younger players or, or kind of the middle, you know, sophomore, junior age players that have all contributed. We have a really consistent group of seniors this year. Uh, Grant Gustafson, you know, is another one of our seniors who's really, you know, been been, you know, super consistent and, 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 and contributing on the ice, but also super um, great on the bench. You know, setting an example for everybody, staying focused and, you know, kind of, kind of leading by by example. Um, Tommy Guthrie is another junior. His brother graduated last year. Jake Guthrie has been one of our, um, you know, was one of our, our 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 star players over the last number of years. Played with my son actually, who graduated was a senior last year. My son's moved on, um, uh, but now to have the the you know, the, Tommy Guthrie come up and as a, a freshman and he plays defense and has done a, a stellar job. So you know, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of contributors on the team. There's nobody, I would say as a single person who's um, unheralded Um, Critter Kelly, another great player, doesn't score a lot, but he's a great, great penalty killer outworks everybody on the ice. You know, all these players, you know, they, they truly have played like a team where, you know, and not everybody's a scorer not everybody, you know, does the same things, but as a team, they've just done really, really well together.
0: Crypto Kelly, I like that nickname. <laughs> That's
1: good stuff. Um, just looking at the schedule here, <clears throat> is it three regular season games left before we figure out what's going on in playoffs? Yeah. So we've yep. got
0: Ironton. That looks like well, there's a good to... chance you don't play that Ironton game, right? Because they haven't. <clears throat> have they been competing?
3: They have. Okay. Yeah, well, I know the they, they, they played their the first WCAC game, I think, teams. last week. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I, I, I think they've. Uh, I'm not sure what. I, I don't know if they're. They're. I think they're operating the team kind of as a. Kind of like the rest yeah. of us do. is kind of an unaffiliated club team for this season. While we get through this stuff, um, I right. guess you'd have to ask them for <laughs> that. Yeah. But yeah, they. I, I, I watched part of their game last week. I know some a couple of the kids on their team. So
1: it looks like it's probably coming down to you and TC Williams again. Here, um, is it is it too early to say that?
3: I, I haven't played. <laughs> we haven't played them yet. So I, you know, I, I mean, certainly TC's been a perennial strength. You know, Washington Liberty that we played last week has has obviously been one of the stronger right. teams. I think we were fortunate and caught them in a week where they were without a couple of their top players. Um, and that's certainly helped. Um, I think if we, we see them again in the playoffs, they'll be a different team.
1: I've I've said pretty much with everything this year that uh, taking everything with a grain of salt as far as yeah who's playing and who's healthy yeah. and what's going on scheduling-wise. Yeah. So Yeah, well, it's I,
3: been a, bit of a, a very volatile year that way. Yeah, can never <laughs>
0: call it too early. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to. I guess the honestly, I would say the toughest thing outside of you know playing these last three games and playing that TC Williams game is the guy's next game, <clears throat> not overlooking Ireton. I mean, if you look back, TC Williams was a team you guys lost in the shootout in the semifinals yep. last year in the state playoffs. Yep. Um, are you gonna have they been talking about that? Has the team been talking about that? Is that what they're looking forward to? Is that rematch?
3: Certainly, you know, I would say TC and both TC and BI are, are games that are always huge games for us because. You know, we've traditionally, all, all three of us had pulled a good chunk of our players from the Nova Ice Dogs travel program, which sadly is no more. You know, they don't, they don't have a travel program this year with all the COVID issues. Um, so a lot of the guys on those three teams that have, have grown up playing club hockey together. And, and so they've, they've, both of those games have been huge games just because they all look forward to playing against their buddies that they play club hockey with on the weekends. And, um, and uh, so, so, you know, I, I would say both of them are games that they're looking forward to equally. That seems
1: to be a running theme when we have our, our local episodes or our local guests. Yeah. Is all these kids that play each other week yeah. in and week out or are on the same team.
0: Yeah, yeah, love it. So, I mean, kind of looking at your schedule here so far. I mean, pretty much every game you guys have completely handled everybody outside of yeah. you know that eight six game for Springfield. You had a two goal game for Hayfield South County, but you, you're kicking the crap out of everybody. Is that something that maybe in the back of your head almost worries you when you get to the absolutely the deep, deep yeah. part in the playoffs? Is these guys maybe yeah. aren't used to playing in those tight games late?
3: Yeah, you're worried that, you know, you, you know, even against Washington Liberty, you know, we kind of took our foot off the gas a little in the third period and, you know, got a little bit sloppy and, and you, you know, you kind of get used to playing with a lead. It's, it's a nice luxury, but you'd like to have a little adversity and have to overcome some stuff before you get to the playoffs. For um, sure. So We've been, you know, one of, one of our strengths has been quick starts. I mean, we seem to come out every game and get a couple of goals really quick on teams and, you know, it's a great way to play. But you worry that when that doesn't happen, however, right. you know, hopefully everybody responds you know the way you want them to.
0: Where have we seen that before? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I guess continuing on along that same kind of topic, I mean, what would you say? Because it happens to everybody. Uh, Bobby used to coach juniors. I've, I've coached in the MAPHL here before, but um, yeah. there's always something that's not working at the moment and always something that's working really well. So what is it that kind of you guys need to tweak coming in the playoffs here? And then what's what's clicking so well that it's, it's going to give you your best chance of running to a state championship?
3: Well, certainly what's going well. I mean, our power play has been, you know, w- when we've used it, obviously, you know, we're not we don't put a power play line out when we've got a big lead and kind of just roll with the lines. But when we've used our power play line, they've been, they've been fantastic. You know, we've, we've, we we've get great scoring chances. We have, you know, Jack Cahill and, and Grant Gustafson, I mentioned before, you know, play the point on the power play and, and generate both of them have big shots and are smart players with the puck. And, and so we've been, you know, really, really thrilled with how our power play is going, especially given that we really don't practice. You know, I get the benefit from all the great coaching these kids get on the weekend from their... From their club coaches because you know we don't we don't they're most of them are playing on a travel team they're on the right. ice four or five times a week already with them um so i reap the benefits of all the hard work that their other coaches do um and uh, that's been terrific um you know my worry because because we've played the lead so much you know and i preached I, I try to preach to this to them all the time but the the transition game is what worries me like in a close game the mm-hmm. team that usually wins is the teams that can transition from offense to defense effectively, and you know, get back on the back check, and you know, when when you've got a, a couple of goal lead, you, the, you know, you don't get you know. You're get slacking a bit,
0: so yeah. much. Yeah,
1: I got <laughs> uh,
0: 13-4. four. You're slacking a little bit. Yeah. One of my one of
1: my <laughs> old coaches, shout out Tom Winkler, used to say that hockey's a game of just constant mistakes but it's who capitalizes on the mistakes like especially talking about the transition it's constantly pucks are flying back and forth the game's always out of control but it's whoever's you know the quick chances right off the breakdowns
3: yeah you got two
1: weeks between games here is it going to be hard to keep guys you know focused between now and then and seeing your opponent someone that's only played one game so far
3: yeah i mean we'll see i mean like i said fortunately they're all all of them are playing on teams that they're you know they're going to be on the ice. You know, four or five times a week between now. You know, each week in, over those two weeks, so that'll certainly help. Um, and that's kind of been our, our. You know, that's that's the mode we've been in all year. So uh, I'm not I'm not too worried about that. Everybody, the kids really get up for the high school games. I mean, they
1: they do. Yeah. To be fair, I was going to ask that question before Billman asked his
0: previous one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's easy. I mean maybe Heavy not as easy, yourself. Right? <laughs> So maybe not as easy to get up now because fans can't really come and they can't get to oh, yeah. Section rocking and not everything. The same. You know, I mentioned
3: yeah. the TC and and, uh, and and BI games. I mean, we used to play we played most of our home games at uh, Mount, you know, the little Mount Vernon rink. Yeah. And when we played TC or we played BI, especially BI because a lot of the BI students come from the same neighborhoods as right. the as, uh, West Potomac, you know, that little rank would be just absolutely packed the capacity of those games. And they were by far the, the, the best games, of the, you know, the most fun games of the year to play. Um, right. So we definitely we miss, we miss having the students and parents out at the games. There's no doubt For about sure. it. Yeah.
1: My last question was going to be, um, we haven't really asked you anything about yourself. Are you a local DMV guy? If you get, get into hockey when your kids were growing up or what's your kind of hockey background?
3: I'm, well, I'm originally from uh, a little town outside of Toronto, Ontario. And so okay. and I grew up, you know, like most Canadians with a, you know, had a hockey stick and skates on before I could walk and uh, grew up playing there and, and uh, started coaching, you know, kids hockey when the youth hockey before I had kids up there. And, you know, eventually my career brought me down here, my career and the good weather and the long golf season are the, kind <laughs> of the, it was kind of the triple threat that got me down here. And, uh, and I've continued, you know, i as you know, once we had kids, I coached my son most of his uh as he grew up and he graduated last year. He's at UVA this year. Unfortunately, they don't have there's no um, you know, any, the canceled this year. So um he hopes to 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 do that next year. But oh well that's awesome. It's great to
1: have another uh great to have a a hockey mind from up north uh, in the DMV teaching our kids. It's a very non non traditional DMV hockey. According coach to the junior
3: championships, I've been you know we all we we've, we've been sharing too much knowledge down here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, love it. So last one I got for me, coach. So obviously there's the four main leagues here in the high school uh, region with the MAPHL, MSHL, NVSHL, and you guys the CSHL. The CSHL is always they've it's it's a league that's never kind of branched out and done those interleague games, whereas you see like MA. PHL teams playing the top MSHL teams is yeah. that something that I mean I, I'm assuming that's probably a league rule, but is that something at some point you would like to do and branch out and do like maybe to be like, hey Yorktown, I see you had a good season last year, you want to get an exhibition game or?
3: Yeah, wait. Actually, York. You, you, it's funny you mentioned Yorktown. Yorktown is the one team we've done that with because okay. again, because we've had a number of our you know a number of their players have played on you know when I coached at, with the Ice Dogs we had a a number of players on our team from both teams. So we tried to arrange a preseason game against them. Um, And that was always fun. Um, Yeah. I I think, you know, going back when, when the, you know, before I was involved directly, you know, back when John Stamos, I don't know if you guys know him, um, was involved with Westpo hockey and was one of the people that helped start this league. You know, one of the reasons they did it was, you know, the teams were traveling all over the DMV playing games late at night, way up in Ash, you know, wherever they could get iced up in Ashburn. And they, Kind of got together with the schools that are kind of on this side of the, the beltway and said, you know, this is crazy. Why don't we, you know, let's split off, make a league that's a little bit more local um, that allows us to, you know, kind of have that Friday night lights approach where we play almost all of our games Friday nights um, against mm-hmm. teams in the area. So they play most of their games against teams and kids that they know um and you know we've kind of embraced that we don't, we don't get a lot of extra time like there's really right. you know fridays and mondays are the only time i can get the kids to play i mean it, when, when their club teams are practicing you know either tuesday and thursday or wednesday and thursday nights They're and they're in games and tournaments on the weekends so um we don't have a lot of flexibility on when we can we can get the roster together
0: gotcha love it well coach we appreciate you coming on we're going to be keeping an eye on you guys this year like i said three games left and then you got a serious playoff push to make here to get back at last year and that tough shootout yeah. loss. So we'll be watching. We'll be cheering for you, and best of luck. Thanks again for coming on.
3: Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Here we go. Here
4: we go. go, boys. Here go, boys. boys. Let's go. let's go, boys. Here we go. Here we go. All
0: right. Thanks again to Coach McCullough for coming on. He sounds like he's got his team right in a good spot. Heading in the playoffs, trying to avenge last year's semifinal shootout loss. That's a tough pill to swallow. So let's get in the juniors, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. We're going to do the Black Bears. We're going to do the USPHL. And then we're going to finish it with the Bryce Montgomery interview. So let's, let's take a look at the Black Bears last weekend. Friday night, 4-1 win versus the New Jersey Titans. You got Jake Brackett got on the board in the first period. Same with Luke Mountain. Uh, no scoring in the second. And Hunter McCoy and Jake Brackett, again, his second goal of the game. Black Bears roll 4-2. to they split the weekend. Unfortunately, played Titans Saturday night,
1: uh, lost nine to two. But you did mention Luke Mountain. He committed yep. to
0: Vermont recently. So, congrats to Luke and the Black Bears there. Congrats to Luke and the Black Bears there. And then, like you said, nine to two dropping there. So, but coming up this weekend, they played last night. Um, we're recording at six forty-five, so we don't know the score of that. Uh, and then tonight as well on the road versus the Maine North Deeks. Bob, where are the where are the North Deeks sitting? in the standings we got four Uh, games coming up against them actually
1: the nordiques are first in the east division of the north american hockey league 20 games played 13 wins six losses one overtime loss um johnstown tomahawks are four points behind them and then maryland is sitting in third black bears have 21 points um hopefully hit that double digit win marker this weekend sitting at nine five and two overtime losses right now one shootout loss so those are three three games there. That's uh, six points that you know they could be in that
0: uh, first or second place conversations with yeah. those those extra extra frame games. For sure. I mean, and just looking at a couple news and notes for him: Connor Cole being named an assistant captain there, and there was a bit of a trade. Um, well, I guess, yeah, bit of a trade um so we traded with the uh kenai river brown bears kenai kenai river brown bears okay okay sent them brendan hill we got 2021 second round pick and a 2021 uh conditional pick so we'll see all right bobcat over to the usphl to finish us up here let's start in the premier division we'll go team by team and then we'll kick it over to the elite so Uh, What are we looking at? How'd last weekend go, we should say?
1: So last weekend, the Pats' premier team lost to Charlotte twice, six to two, and then a blowout, 15 to one. Um, Hampton and Richmond played each other. They split. Um, Hampton won game one, and then Richmond won game two, went three for seven on the power play, and just a shade under 100 total penalty minutes in that game. So... Safe to say that those
0: guys are sick of playing each other. <laughs> Holy um, shit, a hundred you said? Just a shade under a hundred. Ninety-seven total penalty minutes. Dude, they always split and they always fucking brawl.
1: <laughs> so yeah, those those guys are definitely gonna be sick of playing each other by now. But um, big weekend there. Let's see. And then the yeah. elite. I can. Well, run those are this. those
0: three teams are still sitting what third, fourth, and fifth. There's been no traction made. Yeah, guess When they play no. each other, they're gonna cancel each other out trying to climb up anywhere in the standings.
1: Yeah. Who knows? I mean, the the. Elite division is a little more clear, clear cut at this point. But um, if we go back to last weekend, again, we have Hampton and Richmond split and the PPATS elite team had a close game with Charlotte
0: six to four game one and then um, game two, 10 rip Charlotte. All right, and to finish it up, we got some Player of the Months came out here in the USPHL. We got a couple guys, a couple guys from local teams. Who we got?
1: Yeah, so for the month of December, the P-Pets, Mike Kramer, This is uh, he's a local kid, Lorton guy, played little caps. Four goals, five apples. Um, Josh Weber on the Generals, Roll Gens, 11 goals on the month of December. Um, seven apples, one Hattie and two game winners mixed in there. Uh, Nathan Solis, another guy from Richmond. 22 points in 15 games in the month of december Um, he's played ncdc north american league northern ontario junior league he'll probably continue to tear it up so long as he's with richmond Um, richmond had a third player defenseman zach correa Mm -hmm. canadian kid four goals nine assists in the month of december uh weber uh kid i mentioned he had three points in that opening weekend of january too so he's still on a tear
0: Love it, love it. So there it is, guys, your USPHL Roundup, Premier, and Elite Division. We're not going to make you wait any longer. Here he is, guys, Bryce Montgomery. All right, guys, we're now welcome on an awesome guest, Bowie, Maryland native alumni, both the Washington Little Caps and Team Maryland, as well as pretty much every other team uh, in the CBHL, as we just discussed. But 2018 MAPHL runner-up with the DeMatha Stags, now entering his second season in the OHL with the London Knights. Guys, Bryce Montgomery, what's going on, man? How How you doing?
4: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey,
0: man, so how have things been? I mean, you guys are just now kicking up. i imagine you're back up in Canada right now.
4: Actually, no. That's Not yet? Far, far from that. We're still, we're delayed till uh, January 8th. Delayed when move in. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. So so back home. How long have you been home? I'm guessing you spent all of quarantine here. So if you were around the area, where were you training? Where were you getting your workouts in? All that good stuff.
4: Yeah. So when we first got shut down back in March, I went straight home at Brighton Bowie. I was there the first few months of uh, summer. I was training with uh, Clint, Clint with the Black Bears in Piney Orchard. Mm-hmm. We had a good skate going on down there. We had a, f- a guy in the KHL, we had Sam Anis there. He was skating mm-hmm. with us. Yep. A few more guys from Youngstown, we were skating. It was a good skate we had going on. And uh, soon after that, my mom lives in Westchester, PA. So I train up there at, at Ice Line, where the Junior Flyers play. I got a coach up there and some good guys who we skated with up there. And uh, I also skate in uh, Newark where the New Jersey Devils play. My uh, power skating coach, he works for the Devils. I skate with him a bit too. But usually, you know, in a normal year, I'd probably be in more places, especially mm-hmm. going into my draft year. I'd probably be somewhere in Toronto training and stuff like that. But just because of the conditions this year, you know, it's, it's pretty limited. Yeah. So I'm doing what I can from home. But now I'm back. I'm, right now I'm back home in Bowie right now. I'm here for these – I've been here these past two weeks just playing. I've been skiing at Bowie with Russ, and then uh, I was at a Rockville skating with Keegan today. So it's just been, uh, you know, just getting in those reps, staying in shape, doing what I can to be ready for season. But, uh, yeah, it's basically what my summer and winter has been like. Right, pretty much.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, massive season coming up for you, and we'll get to that here in a bit. But what we like to do with the local guys – uh, it's kind of started at the beginning. So, like you said, Bowie native. Kind of talk about when you got your start in hockey. First club you played for. I'm assuming just the Bowie Bruins, right there, being from Bowie, which is where me and Bobcat are alumni. though. So. but yeah, give us a whole spiel of when it got going for you.
4: Yeah, so I, you know, I was just a normal kid. Bowie, growing up, doing whatever, playing different sports and stuff like that. And my dad and my grandmother already had that hockey background. My grandma was a figure skater, and my dad. Yeah, he uh, was a huge hockey player. Played at St. Mary's. Was a two-time All-American there. He still holds the record there for most uh, most goals for defensemen. Okay. And yeah, pretty much. I I they didn't really knew I really wanted to play until I was about six. So as soon as he we got in, he didn't. He said like, if you want to play hockey, you got to learn how to skate, right? So he uh, he had me with figure skaters. I was doing figure skating lessons about three times a week at Bowie, right at Bowie. So I had my figure skater coach. I did that for a year. I still remember uh, I used to do figure skating just for a year before I even started playing hockey. So right after my six-year-old year of just doing figure skating lessons, I uh, that was my first season with the Bowie Bruins. And uh, yeah, that was just, as a kid, you know, I didn't think much of it. I'm just playing hockey. But looking back at it, that's the start of my uh, career. So.
1: That ice and buoy though, that doesn't compare. You've got to play in some pretty, pretty sweet rinks. That that ice and buoy holds up pretty well, doesn't it?
4: Oh, every time I come yeah. back to Bowie, I'm just like
1: the
0: ice is crazy. Right,
1: it's a treat playing at yeah. buoy, man. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Randy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Shout out Randy there. So I mean, you started buoy, and then it's like you were telling us beforehand. You kind of jumped around from club to club every single year. You never did two years in a row um between clubs. So kind of tell us each of the clubs you jumped around to, and what kind of. The decision making behind jumping around from these clubs uh, year after year?
4: Yeah, well, uh, not at the time. I, I'm not the type of guy who likes bouncing around place to place in general. I just like staying in my little box, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is uncomfortable moving around, and meeting new players, being with new teammates every year. But looking back at it, I think it really helped me a lot just meet so many new people from different uh, backgrounds, especially in the DMV and knowing how everything runs. So, Right after, uh, right after my Bowie year, I went to Metro Maple Leafs and played with Gary Kremen and his team with his son, too, that year. And that was my nine-year-old season. And right after that season, I had a great year. Uh, played with the Montgomery Blue Devils with Raul Keegan over at Rockville and played there for a year. After that, I bounced right into Team Maryland. That was my first uh, AAA year. It was a Pee Wee minor. That was my 12 U year. We had a great run, and then me and six other guys from that Team Maryland team moved to Isis Kings, and we ended up being the number two team in the country for about three years. It's probably uh, one of the best teams I've ever been on, and probably a crucial role for me in my development through those three years with the Isis Kings. And then after that, the whole team kind of fell fell apart, mm-hmm. so I went back to Virginia played play for the Little Caps. Played that year under Tom Morrissey and his son. We had a good season that year. That was my 14 U year. And then after that, that's when I went to uh, Team Maryland that next year to play out with the U-16 team when I was 15. And that was also my freshman year playing with the math. And then uh, throughout, it's, it's a common trend throughout jumping around. It's the reason I do jump around too. It's just I want to get better uh, experience for me because I feel like I want to play on the best teams I can. So, and just bouncing around really helps me a lot just to get that new experience in and playing with under different coaches and stuff like that. But after my freshman year at the Matha, I hadn't gotten offered to play in prep school in Cushing Academy. They were ba- based out of Ashburnham, Massachusetts. Had a, it was a fun experience playing in prep school hockey, you know, mm-hmm. just, and that was also the year I was committed to Providence too. And it was fun just having that title right. under my belt. And stuff like that and uh yeah it was a quick turnaround from that commitment because I went to the uh made a yeah. huge jump to the line of nights the year yeah. after
1: yeah we're gonna we're gonna touch on that for sure I, I want to stop for a second and talk about your time at the math I know you're only there for a year but uh you're a freshman like where were you were you six six foot as a freshman
4: I was six two six three
1: so you're six two six yeah. three right-handed shot uh in in the dmv there had to be multiple suitors on the table right like was it dematha gonzaga msj like what kind of went behind your decision making process on on picking dematha and and when you went there did you know that it was going to be uh, a stepping stone like not to i don't want to i want to make sure i don't word that poorly you know dematha is one of the best if not the best high school program in the area but you match that up against prep schools and things like that like kind of kind of take us through that process if you don't mind bryce
4: yeah, for sure. You know, going, I remember that year, too, because I have a late birthday. So I was a year, I'm an O two, 2 So I was a year behind than the rest of the '02s. So all my O2 friends, they were already there in their freshman year when I was in eighth grade. You know, I, every kid in the DMV was like, oh, where are you going? You're going, which private school are you going to? It's for hockey. All I right. All right, got Spalding, Gonzaga.
0: Cutthroat
1: MS-
4: MAPHL, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> MSJ. I mean, your
1: dad uh, played NCAA hockey and he let you have a late birthday?
4: yeah actually he was d3 but uh yeah he still played he was in the ncaa uh program but yeah you know i i honestly i'm thankful for the late birthday i think it helps a lot
1: yeah for Uh, sure and uh, was it was it an easy decision to go to the matha
4: yeah you know i had i had the main it came down the main the main schools were spotting in the matha but honestly you know i just i really like the Matha as a whole like i really I just knew everybody there. And it was 10 minutes, 15 minutes from my house, you know, right there in Hyattsville. And I just I just thought I'd have a blast playing there. I love the coach, Tony McCullough, you know, all props to him. He was a great coach for me that year. But uh, I just thought it'd be awesome to play there. Right, they
1: they do. I mean, they've been doing it for a while. They, they have a pretty comprehensive schedule for a high school team. They travel a lot. So props, like you said, to Tony and DeMatha program there. Sorry, coach.
0: Yeah. Tony's a hell of a coach. <laughs> I mean, talk, I mean, briefly talk about a little bit him, him a little bit more. I mean, he's obviously well-known in the era as coaches some pretty high levels, uh, kind of talk about what he meant toward your development and all.
4: Yeah. Like Tony, he was, uh, he was a coach who knew why I was there because he knew the wasn't my priority respectfully. Right. Cause I'm playing club hockey too with Team Maryland and he knows like I'm a, I was more one of the high end kids there. And, uh, he just knew what he was talking about, right? So I he mm-hmm. was he wasn't just a coach. I was just brushed off like this guy and has no idea what he's talking right. about. He he knew he knew hockey, right? He's from Canada. He knows all about that stuff. But he just he was a great coach for me. I learned a lot of little things from him. And just uh I think he did help me grow my confidence a lot too. Being one of the only two freshman kids on the team, it was it was just fun playing under him. And just having that the math experience, and I just that's a year I'll never forget. You know, just playing in front of my one um, the matha.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you get you do one year there, and you guys make it to the you know elusive MAPHL championship. Talk about that game real quick. I mean, obviously it didn't go you guys way. You lost against Gonzaga, but I mean, talk about the experience, the atmosphere there. I mean, that championship game at the Gardens Ice House on a Friday night is nuts. Yeah,
1: that had to prep you for playing in some of those big rinks up north. That 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 barn gets yeah. rocking. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I, yeah. So I still remember that like it was yesterday because, uh, I remember just going on the ice for that game and it was just packed. Like I've never seen Laurel. I've been skating in Laurel my whole life. And I've never seen Patrick that packed before. I could just see it. All the Amatha fans on our side, Gonzaga fans was all packed house Friday night. And I'm, I'm just like shaking kind of, cause yeah. I never played it. I never played in front of that many people before. And the main thing too, was that, uh, it was right there in my hometown, right? Like just Laurel, Maryland right there, packed house, two best teams in the league. And I know I know, there's three guys on my team from that, my club team, and three guys on the other, on Gonzaga from my club right. team. My best friends are on the other team. Best friends are on my team. It was just, it was awesome, you know, so.
0: And then the move to Cushing, I mean, like you said, you kind of made it sound like you always knew you were going go to go the prep school route up north. But I mean, was that tough? I mean, you're a sophomore in high school and you're just moving all the way up to Massachusetts on your own.
4: Yeah, you know, for me, honestly, I uh, I feel like I took it pretty easier than some other kids would. Just I, I guess I was used to being away from home because when I was 13, I'd be away from home every weekend for mm-hmm. hockey. And I just thought I thought it was a blast. You know, like I just thought, how cool is it for me to just be living on my own? This random school up in the mountains, just playing hockey. And that moves to cussing was mainly just because uh you know it was a great it was a great summer for me. I made Natty camp and I committed right after that. And uh you know I thought prep school would be the next best step for development for me. And you know we had great coaches there. It was a great system and uh, I just wanted to take my uh hockey there and see what it it would provide for me. But uh yeah, I don't regret any, any decision I've made though with mm-hmm. that so.
1: Yeah, and uh you know branching off on that um obviously this being a, a local segment um growing up in maryland you know y- you're a kid from Bowie. i was a kid from Bowie. billman's from southern maryland and now you're playing for one of if not the most recognizable team in the ohl being the london knights um i you know i'm familiar with the story i read up on it but for our listeners you know what what was that process like to to even end up in london like who was the person that you were talking to 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 get you through this and you know what what got the pen to paper to to get bryce montgomery wearing a,
4: a london knights jersey right so one of their main sc- they have a scout for every district and probably the world so one of their their right. northern their northern uh northeastern scout who's billy sullivan he scouts all the way throughout pennsylvania and, and through the dmv and he I was he rarely came through our area, but he he saw me play with little caps when I was fourteen. He marked me down just as a kid for potential. And uh, you know, he kept watching me throughout the years and he saw me in natty Camp too, because natty Camp was a huge scale for people prospects right. and stuff like that. So I definitely got a lot more a lot more looks there to get me on the radar. But he kept watching me year after year and saying I, I think he we finally he finally reached out, my team around the year gave me his card and stuff like that. And at that point, like, as a, as a kid in the U.S. Committed. Yeah, what are you
1: thinking? You've got, a, you've got a scout of a major junior team handing you a card. Like, what is going through your head?
4: Yeah, and it wasn't the first one, too. Like, I've, I've had other scouts from other teams in the Yale, But, like, that's the last thing that's on my mind just because I'm – like, I'm thinking I'm set. I just – I'm going to D, play D1 college, right? And just – I'm fine with that. And I think that's – at that time, I had a limited mindset to what I could do in hockey and what I wanted to pursue in hockey. So uh eventually, you know, I ended up talking more and more with Billy during my prep school year and uh at Cushing. And he at the end of the Cushing, Cushing season ended in about February. We didn't have any ice or anything. And then he's like, Hey, just come up for we come up for a mini camp in London, right? Cause, uh they had a a mini camp schedule just for all their prospects and stuff like that. So I'm thinking why not get in some great quality ice before districts, because I had districts the week after that which is the tryout for natty camp to go to that that was my most important year because it was the last year of natty camp so i my dad he ends up we drive eight hours up to london just to get some ice in my dad just does crazy shit like that for me <laughs> and uh we ended up staying in a hotel i literally went out there thinking i'm just gonna play i don't even care like i'm not looking to come here <laughs> and then uh they ended up they told me after the first skate, they were saying just like, "Hey, play like that again tomorrow. We're gonna to give you a contract. Like, we really want you to be able to play here." And at the time, I'm thinking like, it's the last thing on my my mind coming here. Like, I didn't uh, I didn't think I'd be leaving with a contract offer. So, there's a lot of talk in those in that weekend just between going up there and just everything on the table, and eventually it turned into signing a few weeks later. So
0: would would you say that's the moment where it kind of hits you where you kind of realize like, holy shit, I'm actually really good at hockey and have a chance of doing something with this? Or was it like a different time?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said
0: you, once gotta you have got that, that realization at some yeah, point. Yeah.
1: You said you got that commitment under your belt and you're like, yo, that was nice. That was nice to have. Was it the commit or was it the, the transfer over to major junior?
4: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, like throughout all those processes, I, I, I I'm a humble kid naturally. Like, I know my, my skills without having to show it off or anything like that.
1: Well, you got that but, Minnesota nice bread,
4: India. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, I just, you know, I, I don't think I ever thought of it like that. Cause I, I, at the end of the day, I know I still have a lot of work to do. I'm not where I want to be yet. And I think that's just a motivator every day for me. Like I'm, I'm here, but like, so what, right. I'm not done with what I need to do. And to be a success. Did you hear that?
1: Turn that up for your kids in the back seat.
4: <laughs> That's yeah,
1: refreshing like, yeah. to hear, Bryce. Thank you for sharing, man.
4: Yeah, seriously. Like even, uh, I bet a lot of other kids might think we think I'm at somewhere in my career, and they think, oh, I I think I'm the shit, but it's like the complete opposite. Like, mm-hmm. so I got. Just, uh,
1: oh, sorry, Bryce. I need mean to cut you off, man. Go ahead.
4: Oh yeah, I was just saying that. Uh, you know, even back when I first committed, I never thought anything highly of it. Cause I was a young kid. I was only 15 when I committed, but I still, I, I was just forever grateful for that opportunity, but I still remembered like, I'm still, I'm 15. Like I got so much, so many more years ahead of me, like anything can happen. I just want to play every day. Like I, it's the last day I can play hockey. so. So
1: touching, touching more on the, the, O or the Ontario hockey league. Um, so you, you've talked about it with some of your coaches and part of the reasons that you moved around a little bit was just trying to get more and more of that hockey information or that hockey knowledge, right? Like the DMV is not a traditionally uh, hockey hotbed. Um, what are some of the differences up in, up in Canada? Like, or I know that uh, the major junior programs are incredible. Are you guys, you know, getting iPads on the benches? Are they tracking your Corsi? Like what, what, what's going on behind the scenes
4: there? Yeah. So there's a lot of, because I remember I was doing a lot of research before signing with London and going now that I know through my first year there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that nobody sees and we don't don't have iPads on the bench of course (laughs) but but uh there's a lot of stuff they keep they keep track of everything like I remember uh after my first few preseason games they were telling me how many turnovers I made and like how uh how many uh accurate passes i made how many breakout passes i made and just they're documenting everything right so like yeah just stuff like that and there's just a lot of stuff you know just in the locker room it's it was awesome seeing guys like getting drafted in the first round we got guys playing in the, in the nhl getting a few yeah, we're, we're on gym. that yeah for sure yeah for sure but uh it was just cool to see how champions are right because we have Del Hunter, we have the hunters behind oh, us yeah. and it's just inspiring to see them every day. And, and it, it makes you want to be that much better seeing what they do and what our team does and just playing in front of the bud. So,
1: so touching, touching back on that, like Dale Hunter, obviously is a pretty, uh, pretty important name for DC hockey. Um, Another recent name for Caps fans to pay attention to Connor McMichael, Uh, both of those guys being uh, you know, people that, are talked about or excited to be talked about in the DMV. Did any of those guys, you know, come into play with your decision? I know, uh, you know, Dale spent plenty of time in the area. And at that point, before you went, McMichael was drafted, I believe, right? Did did that come into play at all? Like, hey, know the area, like, get out of Maryland, come
4: to Canada. Yeah, for sure. So actually, uh, I did have that background on Dale playing with the Caps. You know, that's somewhat, I don't think it influenced my decision because even without that background, I probably would already be super interested in going there. But uh, yeah, Dylan Dell did. He lived in D.C. for uh for many years, right? Oh, and yeah. Dylan, D- Dylan actually played for Little Caps. The, yep. Our assistant coach, Dell's son, he's my he's my D coach. He played for Little Caps for a while, and he was just telling me stories about how Dell get getting those fights with other parents in the stands when he was playing and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, he was telling me he grew up right, and he he uh remember he went to school. I forgot what school he went to, but he, we were just talking for a while about Maryland and. You know, it did. It was cool to see that uh, they had background about where I'm from and stuff like that. But touching on uh, McMichael, he actually, he was drafted to the Caps after I signed with him. So he was, I was already signed when he was drafted, but it's just cool to see. uh, It's an eye opener seeing the guy who's going to be your teammate next year, right?
1: Yeah, is he hitting you up for tips on where to eat in
4: the area (laughs) or? (laughs) <laughs> yeah no not too much but he he was in uh virginia earlier this summer yeah. just with the caps though before yeah a lot out,
0: of out, so. a lot of people excited about him i mean you get to spend probably every waking day with him i mean kind of talk about him a little bit what kind of guy he is on the ice in the locker room and then
1: we're
4: uh, excited for him yeah
0: i mean yeah we're yeah. excited but i mean or maybe even some funny stories you got with him, or about him from up in the yeah. hotel shenanigans
4: yeah for sure you know uh he's he's an awesome kid you know like I think the main thing about him is that he's driven, you know, like every day, like he shows up ready to play. Like you see uh, what separates him, you know, he, every shot he takes, he wants to bury that puck and he's, he's a worker, you know, like he's got a lot of skill behind it, but he still works. And being with him in the locker room, it's cool to see, uh, it's cool to see what guys like that uh, are all about. You know, he, he, he jokes with us a lot too. You know, he's always joking because the rookies, you know, we're, (laughs) yeah you know, we have made five a little bit, but he's he's awesome though, and uh you know I hope nothing but the best for him and we should see him again this year with us, so
1: yeah, it sounds like there's a pretty impressive culture there. You keep referring to you know just how things have been done and looking and watching other guys. there's a reason that the the london knights are are well known in the hockey community
4: yeah, for sure, for sure like
1: but i've got I've got a question um I know that Uh, We talked about your commitment and and going to major junior for a lot of our listeners, they don't understand or they might not know the the balance between that. So um, could you break that down for the for the common man, Uh, the you know, the differences and, and the implications like going and playing major junior and what that does for your eligibility and
4: Right. Yeah. So basically, the OHL, if you play in any uh, major junior league in Canada, the WHL, the QA, QMJHL or the OHL that terminates your eligibility to play NCAA hockey because you technically are getting getting paid for uh, for the sport right. you're playing. So, you know, I think obviously that's a rule in place that I don't know if it's going to be there much longer, but, you know, it's. It's not like we're getting paid five grand and, and right. stuff You're like that. Right. You get like free school week.
0: and some stuff. <laughs> like-
4: yeah. So, like, honestly, that's, that's in place. But, you know, I still think ho- ho- college hockey and major junior hockey are two different things. So,
1: and- yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I know that there's very little uh, information on in our area, right? We just got a North American League team, what, two years ago. So,
4: right, there's, yeah. there's
1: definitely a, a, a breaking point of, of information that people get in this area
4: yeah right exactly and, for sure
0: and kind of going back to tough decision making like i've mentioned before but that one couldn't have been easy i mean knowing that hey if i go and do this there goes providence there goes college hockey and i don't know if like it was a big dream of yours to ever go play college hockey or anything so but I, but i can't imagine that one was easy to mull over
4: yeah for sure you know uh at the end of the day everybody's goal in hockey i think is to play at the highest level they can but and have fun but like for me you know At a young age, you know, I was uh, just talking with my agent and just my parents, and everybody in my circle just, we, I was seen as a pro prospect, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to limit myself to just playing college hockey. And if I can go to a team in a a league where it's a feeder for the NHL, and I can improve myself and be ready for the NHL, which is the end goal for me, Mm That's that's what I'm going to do, right? Like
1: Yeah, you're yeah. playing 60 game seasons versus 20 game seasons. You're 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 practicing like a pro already in those programs. Not exactly. to say that not to say that Division 1's not, but there's something to be said of getting that body used to playing 50, 60 games a year if 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 the goal for you is to be playing
4: 82 to, you know, 100 games a year, right? Exactly. And I have I have nothing against Division 1 hockey. It's it's division it's Division hockey. It's awesome, right? Yeah, you're going to absolutely. college. Yeah, you're going I've I have nothing against that. You're going to college for free. You're playing hockey in front of your school. Like that's amazing. But you know, I just yeah, think
1: those are some of the intricacies, just like you're saying, Bryce, that you know the, the common listener or people in this area, they might not even know that
4: that type of thing, right?
1: Like you're going to Canada and you're basically playing a professional schedule.
4: Exactly. You know, it's 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 a real rigid schedule. You know, I'm skating every single day. You know, it's no off days pretty much and we're we're on the bus to, to away games every weekend. We got home games every weekend and you know, it's, it's tiring, but it's cool to see how a regular pro season is all, it's all about. So so I've
1: got a couple more questions and then we're going to do a little rapid fire, if that's all right.
4: For, For sure. Actually, I'm so, I love
1: you I, guess, here? I
0: guess one difference is if you would have went to college hockey route, you'd be able to body check this year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's the question here. Well, that's the million dollar question. Are they yeah, like coaching yeah. you on this? Or are they just telling you get those feet moving so you're not getting burned? Like, I know that you're yeah. someone that that's a good skater and that seems to be at the top. Uh, one of the, one of your better skills is your skating, right? You focused on it as a young age or your coach is saying like, Hey, get ready. Cause you got to be on your feet this year.
4: Yeah. Honestly, I, I just think that's a ruse personally. I don't know if that's, I don't <laughs> see that happening. I just think that was just a story they wanted to get out. Just, yeah. Uh, we'll see
1: what happens when the puck drops. Right. Exactly.
4: Seriously. Honestly, Actually, like I tell me
0: someone against the board is like, "Oh, are they going to call me for that?" or
4: yeah, that? it's like i I heard everybody in the hockey world talking about that, but i I just don't see that happening in our league like i just that sounds bizarre to me, so
1: yeah, fingers crossed uh so this is this is my last uh o related question I know,
4: um, problem.
1: so I mean, you're a right- handed d man, and again for for we uh, hopefully we've got some people that are learning as we go here right-handed defensemen are a hot commodity was was your dad a righty did he teach you to play righty because everywhere else in the world they want that dominant hand up top like you being a right-handed big defenseman uh a question question a was that something intentional and b um you know you're a, a good skater big defenseman heavy shot like who who do you model your
4: game after yeah for sure so for a uh I I'm not. It's not intentional. I'm just right-handed. So, yeah. like, <laughs> so my dad like was all. Yeah, my dad was also right-handed shot too. But my little brother, he's a left-handed shot. So he, uh it's not intentional at all. So.
1: So we got to worry but, uh, about him tearing up the CBHL here and the MAPHL and all that coming up soon.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, well, he he's done the same thing with me. He's bounced around. He played. He's played on all the same teams I have. So he's played on Metro Bowie. He played with me in my first year Bowie. He played up three years. So we played Bowie, Metro, Montgomery, Team Maryland, and Little Caps. He's done the same thing as me. He's playing for the Skipjacks this year with the Kersners in New yes. York. So. But, yeah, he's doing good. But question B, uh, probably a guy i model myself after. And I'd like to say Seth Jones. You know, a lot of people compare, compare me to him and think we have similar uh, style. And then I'd like to Brent Burns, too. You know, I just think we're go. both mainly because of the size, but I think I'm a little more elusive than both those guys. Okay. Just, I was uh, watching the clips. You're not afraid to take it up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> end, then, every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I like, I
4: like fuck, you know. It's
1: just... My issue is I'd get all the way down to the other end and just, Oh shit. Like, what now? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta get back. Or there's going to be an odd man rush. Cause Lord knows I'm fumbling this thing.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. But, uh, you know, probably, probably those two are the two ones I put on the questionnaires. Just Seth Jones and, uh, Brent Burns, and I like to throw in Victor Hedman, too, just because, you know, I like his poise. I think we both have good poise and a good puck movers, but you know, those are the big D I usually think of that I can skate. So. We're
0: going to clip that in the day you're in the NHL and come up against Brent Burns, or you know, play the part where you said you think you're more elusive than him, and we'll just start blasting it all over yeah. The social.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's good. We got him now, right? We got him, we got him where we want him here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I mean Bob I think you got this one but draft eligible year I know Bob you're real into the whole central scouting report I mean coaching juniors and all that go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit
1: yeah so I I um just big hockey nerd right like I I love all levels of hockey um the central scouting report for people that are unfamiliar is is pretty much like the almanac of of your your draft of your draft year right like in a year that your season shortened um you know how important your year is. Is that something you're, you're taking into account and worrying about, or are you just worried about your game? Like it's, it's gotta be in the back of your mind, right? Like your, your end goal is to be in the, in the big leagues. Like what, what, where does that come into play? and in, like your preparation. Are there things that happen in, in that conversation that you're more focused on than others? Or are you just focusing on being the best Bryce Montgomery you can?
4: Yeah. As far as season goes, you know, right now we're at a 40 game season. so. uh it's obviously shortened by 20 games naturally, which is kind of a bummer. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't, it's a, it's a pandemic year. We, you got to focus on what you can do. But uh, if you look at it, we're still playing a, a regular college season plus playoffs. If you look at that. So we're, we're 40 game season plus playoffs. And honestly, I can't, I'm not worried about it. Cause I like on the bright side of things. Like I can get, do more training, get more training done. Work on my off ice stuff and just get better on the ice as a whole. And yeah, I haven't played any games in a while, but I think it's just, uh, I try to look on the bright side of things and just focus on what I can do to get better and prepare before going back up there in January. But, you know, I think it's uh,
1: a great mindset to have for the the younger guys, right? Control what you can control and worry about what you can handle and let the chips fall.
4: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, I feel like I, I feel like I suffer when I, worry about stuff i can't control like right, right. Like stupid as stupid someone goals.
1: that constantly lives inside their own head you don't want to be here Bryce.
4: stay right stay out, man. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> right
0: uh so like bob said we'll rip off some we'll, we'll kind of start to wrap it up here we appreciate your time man. we'll rip off some kind of uh rapid fire questions here well you know one time drill from the blind if you would right. but um so let, let's start with this you played for pretty much all of them so you might not hate any of them but maybe a local club you hated or hated playing against
4: Playing again, it's real. Oh, that's a I've never been asked that before. Um,
0: yeah, call out, call <laughs> out some teams here for us.
4: Uh, not high school, just regular club teams. I eh? like. Oh, well, yeah, you say not high teams. school. It's like there might be a high team.
1: school team that's that's up there.
4: Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, honestly, I, I. If I had to say high school, probably be Gonzaga. You know, I just hated playing against them. They're always the best team in the league.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: it was just frustrating, you know, just not not beating those guys. And plus, they took away the championship for me my first year. But uh, yeah, club yeah. team though. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's it's hard to say the club team because I played on every single club team. In the area. We had friends <laughs> yeah, on that's every what I'm team. You can't yeah, but me. um,
1: uh, who did we hate, Billman? Let's go. Let's go with the uh... well.
0: What? We'll age ourselves here, but it was always the Chesapeake Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were. They team. weren't a
1: thing when you were playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they played right put, at
0: Piney, so it was like right back and forth.
1: So I gotta ask this. Like again, we're we're a local podcast. What's yeah. the deal with number fifty-eight? Was that a here rookie take it or is that a Latang? Like, what's going on there?
4: No, that's uh, that was actually my dad's number. He wore that. Okay. Oh, yeah. so
1: Latang stole his number. <laughs> exactly. So he's more elusive than uh, than Bernsey and Latang stole his old man's number. Yeah, you got <laughs> um, any any pregame rituals or superstitions that that you partake in, and no, nothing crazy if it's not, but you know, put gear on the same way, or what? What's what's a uh, what's something you have to do on game day?
4: Honestly, I'm not. I'm going to be blank, but I I just got to warm up. I have my own warm up routine. I do. So before the the whole team warms up, I'll just go upstairs before and do my own warm up just cause I gotta do my specific warm up drills that I like to do and get me going for the game. But other than that, you know, I just, I'm not that superstitious compared to the rest of the guys on my team. So I just do whatever
1: fair enough That that's fair. uh like it seems seems like, like par for the course not in your own head no superstition yeah get after it. oh
0: when you do that you just kind of set yourself up at the beginning anyway like oh if i don't do this right i'm already gonna have a bad fucking game just by telling yourself that but here's yeah. another good local one for you favorite and least favorite rink here in the area dmv
4: my fa i gotta say pioneer for the favorite rank okay i just i just
0: pre-pre-reconstruction and pre-new ice or
4: just every every every, every uh, part of it you know, I still yeah. think it's it's awesome, but uh yeah, i just I feel like piney's probably the the rank I've skated at the most just okay. for that's some, your home rink it's technically it's buoy, but I like to think of piney as that just because i just i just that's where I've skated the most, I feel like out of all the ranks here, and mm-hmm. I've been there a lot through thick and thin for whatever it may be I've taken some dates there.
0: Hey,
1: I'm gonna choose to remember man. that you said buoy Bryce. We can clip
0: that, I think. <laughs> okay, right? All right. So he's taking local local chicks to the Piney Orchard. Like, what do you want to do? our first day, it's like, oh, let's go to Piney Orchard. <laughs> I Piney know the way Orchards? that these
1: walls bounce. <laughs> I know the <laughs> way the
4: boards bounce here. Um, oh, no,
0: yeah.
4: best wait, player
1: gotta, you've played uh, with or against?
4: Wait, I gotta say my least. Favorite yeah, least, favorite, favorite. I'm I'm least
3: favorite. favorite. I'm sorry. Jump I'm sorry. I'm
4: sorry. Um, least favorite would probably be. That's actually tough.
3: Because, you know, the main rinks...
4: The shit hole. Um, yeah, but the main rinks that I go to are Laurel, Piney, Bowie, and Rockville. So, you never
1: had to play a game at Wells or anything? Easton? You never had to play at Easton with those bad lights?
4: Oh, um, no. I, I'm thinking of uh, che, Chevy, not Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, um, the outdoor? Yeah, and uh, no, there was another rink. There's another rink that we used to practice at with Team Maryland. Because, not Wells i don't think it was wells i wells can't remember the college, name of it
0: In college park with like it was like half outdoors that's and Wells, no yeah. yeah
4: yeah uh honestly i'll just say rockville just because i hate the drive rockville, yeah. ring,
0: well to, to be fair to rockville ring three is by far
4: the coldest rink you can play in yeah and i just i hate that drive i feel like the drive just sucks the life out of me so
1: so i skipped the oh. question that's my bad bryce so uh coach that's made the biggest impact on your development i mean you had your dad you had mccallie you've got the hunter brother or the hunter Mm -hmm. family like that's that's some tough company
4: yeah you know um honestly you guys don't know him but i i want to as of now it's the hunter brothers but the coaches the coach that's made the biggest impact on my development has been uh Nolan how you know just he he was our coach for isis kings when i was 13 Mm -hmm. he's he's Gordy Howe's grandson, Mark Howe's son. And he was one of the guys who always believed in me when I wasn't my best. And he always told me, you know, I'm, I'm a great player and I just got to keep working on these things. And I was with him for three years. And I feel like he's, he's one of the crucial reasons that I'm where I'm at today, so. But also too, the Hunter brothers also, because just seeing those guys and what they do for all of us is just incredible, you know, like, Dell could easily be retired, you know, and just be set and just do his own thing. And he he's still showing up to the rink every day, five in the morning, six in the morning, doing video, working with all of us out there with the team. And even Dylan Hunter and Rick Stedman and our whole, our whole staff, like they're just all workhorses and they inspire me to be better every day, you know, so.
0: And the last one, like Bob mentioned, best player you've been on the ice with, whether same team against, because, I mean, you can – you take a couple things into consideration there. Obviously you're in the O now and you're playing with draft picks and future NHLers. I mean, we mentioned Takis at the beginning of the show. He's become a hell of a goalie. Team U.S. camp, you name it.
4: Oh, geez. I mean, that's actually, this one player. That's kind of rough. Cause, uh, give I mean, you us mean, Give, a you, you give, give a us a to you. top
0: three. Give us a top no three. In no
4: particular Maybe, order.
0: No particular order, so we can't clip that either.
4: Um jeez. Uh I play with a lot of players, you know, like throughout just the yeah. whole world, you know. But, yeah, rub uh, it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'll probably say Liam Footie from my team, you know, he's playing in the NHL now. He played he was playing in playoffs with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he was probably one of the better players I've ever played with. Um Jeez, that's that's rough.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, you have a hard time keeping track of them all, man.
4: You're playing with I, new guys every year. I could easily pick all the guys from my team. Yeah, you, know? yeah, like, yeah, you could it. put
1: together an all star team of just kids that you've played with.
4: Yeah. Yeah, like I could I could I could easily say Ryan Merkley from my team and I could say Conor McMichael, you know, like those guys are yeah. just we'll incredible that to that's, watch. That's
1: three first round I'm picks. That's, that's, the that's,
4: caps, that's, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's three first round picks. I think I think that's a good answer, Bryce.
4: I think that's yeah. a safe answer. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't wanna yeah, that's that's my answer. So. That's
1: keep keep the locker room happy too with that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
4: You
0: can't, you can't go back and be like, oh, so we got this list. Uh we yeah. back a couple weeks ago and uh, we want to talk to you about it a bit, even though you're not a rookie anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, love it, man. Well, Bryce, man, we appreciate you coming on, man. Safe travels back to Ontario and everything. Hope you have a healthy year, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Hopefully you can adjust to the whole non body checking nonsense and the uh, shortened season and put together a hell of a year and really up that draft stock a good bit.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Well thank you guys for having me so much it was an honor being on here so.
1: Yeah best of luck Bryce we'll be tracking you buddy.